What's good, everybody? It's your host, Pujols for real. It's Wednesday, barely, but you know what that means. It's time to put that work in. And tonight, I got a nice little episode for you. I say nice because I hadn't been to a baseball game in about 16 years. Today, I finally got to go back to the Royal Stadium. And granted, if you know baseball or you follow baseball, then you know that there's not many more teams that's worse than than the Royals. Unfortunately, it was like that all my years growing up. Then I ended up going away for a while. And in that in that time, they actually managed to go to two World Series back to back years. Crazy that they even did that, but they managed to to win the second one in 2015. It had been since 1985 since they had won a championship. The year before that, they had actually swept the Angels while I was in the hole. I was getting the updates via newspaper and by some of the dudes, some of the people that were sliding through there doing their shifts. And they made it up. And what do you know? I come home. We got a newer renovated field. But the team is right back to being where they were for my childhood. <laughs> they back to to not being able to win, being able to win nothing. So it's special though, because to be honest with you, I got to see Miguel Cabrera, and this is his last year. And really, last year should have probably been his last year. He managed to get an RBI. But that team is horrible as well. He's just basically finishing out his contract. And I mean, I get it. Might as well get that last bag on your way out. But it was nice seeing him because he is, I believe, the second best hitter in this generation. And had one of the greatest years ever when he managed to win that triple crown. There's not many players that that resemble one another, but when it comes to to longevity and consistency and being able to put up the numbers, Miguel Cabrera and Albert Pujols were the two horses of that generation. And obviously, Albert retired last year. And Miguel, he's making this his last year. So I got to see him. And that's nice, because anytime I can see one of the greats, one of the all-time greats, it's it's a beautiful thing. Now me, I'm going to keep it a buck. I go to the game, and I always, this has never failed. 
I always first and foremost fall in love with the field. I look at the field, I look at the manicured lawn, I see just perfection when it comes to to field. And that's the case where most, or I should say all, Major League Baseballs, they got the turf out there or they got the grass that might as well be turf because it's perfectly cut and they make sure that ain't no holes, ain't no no divots, ain't no up and down, ain't it's leveled, it's, it's consistent. And if I've always said if you make an error in that outfield, it's because you didn't play the ball right. I remember growing up and playing in fields to where it's like, okay, man, I saw what the field's doing. I saw this. I saw that. Or, no, you got to watch the hop. All the bounce was bad. But those bounces are always good. The fields are made for that. So I walk in, and we had some pretty good seats. We had some good seats. See, I got the stars still from, from that. But my daughter's friend of maybe a decade now, her mother invited us. She works for the company that that gets tickets through Kaufman. And she invited us. And, of course, I was actually waiting on the invitation because she had mentioned it months ago. And I figured, why not? I would always like to catch a game. So we got together with them, had a nice little dinner. They put me up on a on a cool little spot. I enjoyed myself. And then we went to the game. When I saw that field, it was all over again. It's like like a child. My inner child was just thinking what it would be like to be out there. And to be honest with you, in life there are there aren't many things that I always feel the same way about. But a a baseball field is one that it has never changed. And it is among the things that I will probably die wondering what it would be like to be in the outfield grass, fielding a ball, getting ready to throw a guy out who's trying to round the bag on you. That's something that I always dreamed of growing up. And it was something that, to be honest with you, was very achievable if I wouldn't have been so hard-headed. If I would have had maybe somebody in my ear consistently to keep me focused, to keep me guided when it comes to sports. I was all over the place. But that that feel gave me that feeling. And then to see the guys out there and they're just warming up and stretching and doing things that I've done so many times in my life. You know, there aren't too many things that you know are for you or 
where you know that you belong on there, that that's your spot. And again, the baseball field has always been one for me. I remember how tough it was when I was fighting my case and hearing the stories about people going to prison. Because for those that don't know, when you're fighting the case, obviously you're in the county jail and you're going back and forth to your court days and you're meeting your lawyer and you're getting your evidence, your discovery and all these things, the paperwork is being filed. So you're sitting here and it's basically just why you fight your case. It's not till somebody is found guilty or pleads guilty and they are sentenced that they actually go to prison. So I have, I have been in the county for 19 months before I was sentenced. And then I went to diagnostic, which is a go-between basically. You just go in there and it's just like it sounds, diagnostic. So you go over there and they wanna find out if you got your education, they wanna know your reading level, they wanna know your physical, how are you? Do, you, do you need some type of surgery? Do you have asthma? Do you have whatever is wrong with you? They wanna know, they wanna know if you need dental work, dental work or anything. And you sit there and at the time the system was backed up. So it went from, from taking a month to maybe four or five months, especially when you was going toward level five, which is a maximum facility here in the state of Missouri. And that's what I was waiting on. So I had to wait maybe four months. By the time I got, I got the crossroads correctional center. It had been, two years of some change that I had been incarcerated. And I tell you what, until my incarceration, I was always involved with the game in one way or another. Even if it was just pick up with, with guys that were past baseball players or guys who had came from the Dominican Republic and were released. However it was, even going to a, to a pickup league, I mean, good competition, and people had, you know, they had hopes of, of winning every game they stepped out to play. It wasn't like we were going out here. No, people were ready to fight out there. <laughs> people, people, man, the, the, the umpire better make the right call. It wasn't, it wasn't no, it wasn't no joke. It wasn't no game. And I was always involved with the game. So when I got the crossroads, I remember everybody being nervous about getting to this maximum facility. A lot of people that, that I came down with had never been to prison, just like me. And you hear the stories. And then not only that, you also see the people, how just how they doing movies when the, when the bus is coming, they line all those guys up and they're and they're sitting there looking for the weak one or or seeing who can who can get got for whatever or however. And they're usually looking for, for that look. Cause the eyes is tell it all. They looking for that look. They looking for that for that moment where you give them the go, basically, by your actions. They never got that with me. 
And I'm going to tell you why. The furthest thing from my mind was that I was going to get to a prison and they were going to have baseball fields. I didn't, I didn't think for one second that I was going to see a field in there that was much better than a lot of the fields that I played in growing up. I'm talking about with the fence work, the grass cut, trim, looking good. Talking about the the infield leveled. Uh, they working on these fields. This is this is what it was, and I got to to prison at a good time because the weather was good. And I remember I had just spoke to a lawyer who had told me that I should hire somebody for my appeal. He said that I had gotten too much time, that the charge wasn't right, this and that. And I knew some things had happened that, that shouldn't have happened. So I was already feeling and leaning towards that anyways. But at the same time, I really didn't want to deal with lawyers because my experience up to up to that point dealing with lawyers was not a good one. And at the time, and I could say even even right now, Lawyers are not some of my favorite people. And it just is what it is. But they they had told me about filing for appeal. And this happened just two, three months before I got to Crossroads. So the whole time I'm getting there, I'm thinking to myself, okay, I got to get here. They told me I got to file this Form 40. That's what the paperwork is called. They got I got to file this Form 40. And that's going to get this, the process started. They're going to appoint me a lawyer. And then I need to go ahead and take the file from them and get it to my new lawyer. So that's that's all I was thinking about. That's all I was talking about on the phone with my people. That's all we were trying to get done. And I'll be real with you. I got the crossroads. We get off the bus. We deep. It's, it's, they always make sure usually you got 10, 15 people coming. And we get there, we get sized up for clothes. We get, they they spray us down with the bug spray and all that. I mean, this is they they try to humiliate you. You know, strip you naked. As soon as you get there, they're making you squat cough. They putting you in the shower, rushing you through. I mean, this is just they just letting you know you here, basically. So after doing that, you get sized for your clothes. You pick them down. They give you your stuff, and you start walking to to R and O, basically receiving. And this is where they put you when you first get to a camp. They just put you in the in this cell. That's just a temporary cell. They're trying to see how you move in, where they should send you, what type of inmate they think you're gonna be, what your record look like. Have you been in fights? Have you doing this, doing that? They try to control things as best as they can. And we on our way there. The first thing I do when I hit this yard, when I hit this this fresh air, and mind you, in the county, we wasn't getting much fresh air. And I had been in diagnostic before that. And there, you didn't get any wreck at all. So you didn't go outside whatsoever. So just the fresh air was nice. And you got the guys lined up. 
and you got us all walking in a straight line with the boxes, our property, and our little clothes or whatnot. And we walk into the to this housing unit. I never forget when I turned and I seen that field. I seen that field and everything, everything just went away. I walked around. I seen dudes on the bench. I said, "Hey man, hey man, how I get to play ball? How I get to how I get to play ball?" He said, "Shoot, y'all at wreck right now. You could just drop that off and come back out and play." Now, everybody has so many things in their mind. They trying to get some smokes because they hadn't had no smokes all the time in diagnostic. You know, other people trying to get hooch. Some people just worried about getting their they commissary, getting their stuff from from the guards. Some people just worried about setting their cell up. And I would have been worried about all these things had I not seen that field. But once I saw that field, that's it. I had one goal, and that's to get on the field. And I rushed inside. I hit the guard. The first guard I seen, I seen him with the clipboard. I pulled up on her. I said, hey, hey, uh, Pujols, Pujols, man, uh. She looked at me, and they see when you and I know they they pushing buttons and everything, and they try to treat you bad because they feel like you just getting there, and a lot of times they know you ain't did no time, so they try to check you, basically put you in place, and that's the that's their first interaction with you. So I get this lady, and, I, and I'm trying to get her to take my stuff. Pujols one hundred six one hundred six. She just looked at me. Hey, excuse me. Did the whole bit. So you know me, I turned down. I was like, look, all right, all right. Then she say, uh, okay, your turn. What's your name? I say, Pujols. <laughs> I never forget how this lady just melted, man. She say, with the clipboard, she short, she looking up, she say, like the ball player. Because, <laughs> you know, Albert at the time was still playing in, in St. Louis. And, of course, he was one of the greatest already at that time. And he was the best player in baseball at the time and already had won the championship. So I said, yeah, yeah, like the ball player. Long story short, she get my stuff, put it up. I come right outside. I'm getting on this field. I get there. I see a dude that was at diagnostic. And as soon as he saw me, he knew who I was. He knew I got down. And he pulls upon me and he says, hey, yo, hey, Pujols, man, you on the team, man. I got you. Dude said, man, you can play whatever you you own. Don't worry about it. I'm like, cool, that's what's up. So I get on this field. And mind you, I had never really messed with softball like that. So I get out here. And it's my first time up to bat. I'm chilling. I'm feeling myself. I come up here, swing, and I miss. Swing, and I miss. Swing, and I miss. And I struck out. Now I'm like, hold up, man. What just happened, man? I struck out, man. The, the dude throwing lollipops, and I straight struck out. So... I'm kind of embarrassed for real because I'm like, 
It's pool holes, man. I can't be striking out playing softball. No big deal. I get back out here again. My next at bat. A swing and a miss. A swing and a miss. A swing and a miss. Oh, man, I struck out again, man. My first two at bats, I struck out. So now I'm shaking my head like, man, what? What? Dude pulls up on me. He says, hey, uh, dude said, never mind, man. He cool. He he don't want you on the team. I'm like, huh? Dude just kicked me off the team? It is what it is. I come up again. So the dude that's acting umpire, he pulls up on me. He said, hey, hey, I can tell you to play baseball before, but this ain't baseball. You got to do what they told you not to do in baseball and uppercut a little bit. See, the trajectory of the ball that's coming down, you got to meet it on the way down and put something on it. I say, okay, okay, I can do that. By now, I ain't even going to lie, man. I'm shook. I don't even want to swing. So I'm like this. I'm I'm waiting on this ball to come in, and it's probably one of the few times that I hit a, a good fly ball to, to to right field, dead right field. Because, I mean, when it's coming that slow, I can't never sit back to wait. So I'm going to meet that mug. So I wait on it, put a nice little soft swing. I was scared. I didn't even want to put too much on it. So I just, uh, okay, a little fly ball to right field, about halfway out the outfield, but I didn't even swing. I'm like, okay, okay, good looking out, man, good looking out. Now I got my man Vic. My man Vic had been roasting me because he know I play ball. And we had got there together, man. Old Victor Suarez. And uh, I came back up to, to the plate. I told Vic, man, I got it, Vic, man, I got it. He said 50 push-ups, man. I said 50 push-ups on a home run. Man, I seen that thing coming. Oh, it felt good, too. Bing! That mug, you know, that mug was gone, gone. I hit the bases, went around, came in. I, when I get back up, Vic like, man, double or nothing, man, double or nothing. I said, got you, man, double or nothing. Bing! That mug gone again, even further that time. I hit the bases, duple up on me. You got you on the team, man. You on the team. You on me. My name Kiki. The dude that had just kicked me off the team came right back up on me. Talking about, hey, uh, he said you good, man. You on the team. I said, man, I'm on his team, man. I'm on his team. You know, I had to give him the business after that, man. But that that's how that's how it went down. That's how my first day went down. And I'll be honest with you. I forgot all about wanting to do appeals. Whenever I stepped on that baseball field, I thought to myself that same day, I said, man, these 15 years ain't nothing. I could do these 15. (laughs) I'm telling you, I was naive enough, crazy enough to even have that thought come through my head. But I felt at home for that little bit. And all the years that I was in prison, I always stayed active with the sports. 
And when it came down to playing softball or taking BP or doing anything, and we actually got a chance to play fast pitch too before. Man, Steve used to come through throwing them smokers, the sliders, the curves, the change. He was nice. And uh, we got to play that. And, and, you know, as soon as the ball go, go out of his hands, you could steal and everything. But I always stayed active. And it's always been the same thing. I get on the field and I forget about everything. It's a timeout. Out of all the, the, the troubles and the struggles and everything that, that might be weighing me down, anything that I might have pent up, it would just always go away. I put that glove on and I see that fly ball coming. I play center field and I see that fly ball coming and I make that diamond catch. That felt just as good in there as it did out here. And had it not been for Albert making it, I would have actually always been wondering what, what it what it would have been like. But seeing him make it, it was like we both did. And through him, I was able to enjoy myself. It was many a days that I woke up and he was on ESPN. And he was doing it for a team, for for a state team. So I had so many dudes that was diehard St. Louis Cardinals fans who loved this man. Guards and inmates. And through him, I was able to have a big league career. And I still haven't got a chance to sit down with, with Albert. And I really wasn't even planning on touching on touching that subject today. And I'm really not going going in on it because the time ain't right. But in case you didn't know, that is my cousin. We first cousins on my father's side, and we went to Photo Sage together. I actually introduced Coach to him. I actually translated for him, and I was able to sit in the dugout with him while he was playing high school ball, and it was nice. I got a lot of stories that you probably would never hear from nobody else. But I was right there. I was right there in, in practice. I was right there at the games. I was right there sometimes even after the interviews, after the game during the interviews, I would translate for him then. And it was Coach Fry. Coach Fry was my science teacher. And one day maybe you'll have him tell a story for you can understand where I'm coming from. But I pulled up on Coach Fry when I knew Albert was on his way or had just got here, one of the two. And I said, hey, uh, mind you, this is my science teacher and I'm in sixth grade. And I say, uh, hey, uh, Mr. Fry, ain't you the baseball coach? He like, yeah, I'm the baseball coach. I said, you want to win the championship? He said, who doesn't? Or something to that effect. I said, well, put my cousin on your team. Y'all will win it. 
And he said, one player doesn't win championships in baseball. I told him, this one will. And they end up winning back-to-back while he was setting and crushing whatever type of records they had. And that's my dude. That's my dude. Obviously, he lived in a whole different world than me. And the last time I went to a game, I was young. I was in my early 20s last time I went to a a Cardinals game. But like I said, through him, I was able to to enjoy myself. And just being his, his, his peoples put me in a position where there was a lot of love shown my way. There was a lot of love shown my way from everybody, no exceptions. And I always been somebody who earns people's love because of how I move. So even the people that that thought I was gonna be some type of way or act a certain type of way or think like I was all that or this and that, that never happened because I don't move like that. These people actually got to see who I am for themselves. And it was cool. It was cool. I remember times when, I'm gonna tell you a story. I was in the hole. Three weeks after getting to Crossroads, I landed in the hole. And that's what that's what snapped me out out of my little, oh, I'm gonna do this little time type of thing, thinking that I was going through. I went to the hole three weeks later, three weeks after getting there. And as soon as I got down there, I said, oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. Every time I get in trouble and I do something wrong, this is where I go. I said, no, 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 no. I wrote property. I said, look, I need my legal paperwork, this and that. And and that's why I started the 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 legal process back up. It was when I went to the hole. But I was down in the hole, and there was a guard that would come through. By this time, they had seen the pictures that was coming in in the mail. They had seen home pictures. They had seen the baseball pictures. They had seen all type of stuff. So this guard comes to the to the hole to hand out food. He handing out trays. When you're in the hole, you don't leave for anything except for maybe a 30-minute wreck every third day or every other day. And this guy comes down, and he's handing out food. And he's like, hey, can I see the pictures? So I look at this man. I'm like, can you look at the pictures? What you talking about? He's like, you got the Albert Pujols pictures. I said, yeah. He said, let me see them. Okay, I ain't tripping. So I showed him the pictures. The man like, oh, man, that's what's up, man. I love the Cardinals, this and that. Long story short, I look at the man. I was like, hey, man, why don't you give me an extra tray, man? I would love that. So the man looked at me and was like, come on, man. You think you're going to get me like that? So I said, no, think about it. He's my people. If you found out you gave me an extra trade, you think he'd be mad about that? He'd be happy, man. Man looked at me and said, you got a point. So he started throwing me extra trades until somebody else complained about it. And then that had to stop. Then I had to work for the trades. 
but that was that was my incarceration. My incarceration revolved around sports. And then one day it turned from sports to God. And even at that point, I still stayed active with the sports. It's just who I am. I'm an athlete. I'm 40 years old. I done had two surgeries since coming home. I'm going to have a third. And my hopes is so that I can be healthy enough to be able to start playing sports again. Maybe not at the same level or at the same speed, obviously, as before. But I learned one thing about sports along the way. If you could use this, you don't need to be as fast as you used to be or jump as as high as you used to be. And I plan on using my head a little more if I can stay a little healthier. But I'm back. And after seeing that field tonight, I know one thing, I want to see that field again. My wife was sitting next to me. A woman so special to me. A woman who has been there through thick and thin but she's never seen me play baseball. I would like for that to change. I told her maybe when we go down to the DR, because in the Dominican, they got fast pitch, they got baseball, they they always got something going on. And me, I know one thing about me. Anytime I've been right there in front of that plate, I hit that ball. And I've also said, there's two type of people in this world. Those who can hit and those who can't. You got to show me I can't hit. And until that day, I'm one of those that can hit. And I'm going to show (laughs) y'all. God willing. I'm going to show y'all. But this is it. It ain't Wednesday no more. It's Thursday. So I'm going to cut it now, and I'm going to see y'all later. Peace.